it's Big Joe for Absolute Comfort, your trusted, independent, American Standard Air dealer. Owner Chris Wedekin sells the ductless Mitsubishi Electric Mini Split, which is a great option to heat and cool individual spaces while blending into the decor. If you want your poker room to be dressed up, you could take a vinyl wrap and put on these. If you like the more modern look, they have styles in black, silver, and pearl white that would be more aesthetically pleasing for your rooms. Find out more at absolutecomfort.org. Absolute Comfort is your trusted, independent, American Standard Air Mitsubishi Electric Elite Ductless Pro Dealer. A long, long time ago... I can still remember. It is story time, so the song's appropriate. It is 9.33. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So Mike Pence launched his campaign for president yesterday. He said Donald Trump shouldn't be president again after putting himself above the Constitution. But then he was asked about the possible indictment against Trump, and he kind of waffled a little bit. He, he really didn't commit one way or the other, which is kind of a Mike Pence thing to do, it seems like. It is totally a Mike Pence thing to do, and we've been talking about this for a while now, that when Mike Pence declared he was running for president, that we would begin these many, many stories I have from my two years working either under him Mm -hmm. uh, in the professional licensing agency as the state pharmacy board director, or having to interact with him when I was in the state auditor's office. And I'm doing this because the people have the right to know about who's running to lead this country. And if anything I say, we're not going to tell these stories in any specific order or any specific day. You know, this campaign is going to take many months and things will happen. It'll spark various things that remind me of things. It will trigger a memory. So it's not in any level of importance Mm -hmm. or any, you know, emphasis, but... Um, you have the right to know how Mike Pence governed the state. And I have a unique opportunity to tell these stories. And I tell them to you because I'm sure many of these same things, and I'm sure it's infinitely worse under Holcomb now. I can't imagine the things that I experienced and how much worse it's probably gotten under Holcomb. I did not, Casey, and we'll put this out there, I did not seek to ever be in the state government. I was perfectly happy. I was running a very successful business. I was sleeping till noon. I was eating SpaghettiOs for breakfast. I was (laughs) living the life, Mm -hmm. Casey. And I was asked to join state government, and I did so because... I was a true believer. I freely admit this. Before I went into the state government, I was absolutely naively a true believer in the whole Mike Pence charade. The speeches, the cadence, the gravitas. I mean, look, it's hard to believe. You say, wow, Rob Kendall was naive. 100%. I bought it hook, line, and sinker. If he'd have been selling elixir, I'd have been buying it by the case. Okay, I'm glad you said that because... There are many people who have said you used to be a big fan. In fact, there's a picture of you and Mike Pence on the back cover of your book. Yes. And I think what, if anything, it gives validity to what I'm telling you, because I was working in and around and under Mike Pence. Those two years, people say, why are you the way that you are? (laughs) Those two years, 2013 to 2015, forever changed how I view government how I view the Republicans. I used to believe, Casey, that there were white hats and black hats. Mm -hmm. I believed that the Republicans were the good guy, that there was a difference. 
And then I was proven time and time and time again for two years just as wrong as I could possibly be. You had quite an eye-opening education. And I tell these stories because I want you to know. Because, again, I'm sure many of them are still going on. Here's what I found about Mike Pence. Mike Pence, the person, and I'm not saying I hung out at Pence's house or we went to the Bellagio together. I had totally, from a professional state government interaction standpoint, Mike Pence may be a very nice guy. I don't know him very well personally. But it is easy to be a quote unquote nice guy when you're always the guy, Mm -hmm. when you're always getting your way, when you are always insulated from responsibility for the choices that you make. And what I found with Mike Pence from a governance standpoint is we we have used the term here playing government. Mm-hmm. Mike Pence was playing government. Well, he's wanted to be president since he was in college. Mike Pence loved the idea of giving the speech He loved the applause. Mm -hmm. He loved the idea that he could walk down the street from us here to McCormick and Schmick's and there would be a line of security guards behind him. And it was a big deal when he was here. And it was the presentation was as though Elvis Presley had entered the arena. He wanted that. He needed that. That's what government was uh, about to him was the show Mm -hmm. and the presentation and the bravado and the applause and the gravitas that came with being the guy. The reality is, though, Casey, that being the guy means you got to get your hands dirty. It means you've got to do the things that are the nitty gritty details. You have to engage in every facet of your policy because your policies often affect every corner of the state. And I found Mike Pence to be an incredibly uninquisitive person, a guy who would issue edicts without understanding them, a guy who would issue orders without knowing the actual impact, without the details. And when you do that, you end up with awful government in the process. And that is why, and again, If anything I say over the next several months or how long story hour lasts, (laughs) if any person who worked for Mike Pence Mm -hmm. wants to come on and say, no, that's absolutely not true, we have an open seat there for you. If anybody wants to contradict these stories that I tell, and they won't be able to because they're true, we will offer them the ability to come on and do that. Okay. So story number one, we just want to just kick this off. Here we go. ready to go? Yeah. So, and this is actually, Casey, the reason I left state government. So, Ooh, so for okay. people to understand the order on this, I worked for the state auditor's office. I had the pleasure of working for not one, not two, but three state auditors in six months. And there'll be story hour on that and what happened there <laughs> soon enough. But apparently I did such a good job there that they, they being the Pence administration, yeah. which may also makes it hard for them to say, well, this is just a guy with a grudge. They promoted me okay. to be the pharmacy board director. Good for you. So I apparently did such a good job in the one job, they promoted me to the other job. In that job, it was it was governed. The professional licensing agency is serves under the governor. They serve at the behest of the governor. It's executive branch agency. And what they do, Casey, is they license 
all these things, doctors and lawyers and pharmacists mm-hmm. and barbers and all, all of these things that uh, it is it is a it is a giant money grab. And we've talked about this before, that yeah. it is it is just a money grab for the state. And what I mean by this is if you're a pharmacist, you have to pay a fee every so often to be a pharmacist and the professional licensing agency, which is an executive branch it's under the governor, guises it by saying, well, we have to police your agency. We have to make sure that uh, you're getting your education and that you're not uh, doing things that would be harmful to the public. And there's a cost to do this. The reality is, though, that that office, the majority of that money does not go to the professional licensing agency, doesn't go to oversee lawyers or doctors or pharmacists. Most of that money is pilfered from the professional licensing agency. It actually all goes to the General Assembly. And then the General Assembly uses that for various legalized vote buying uh, operations mm-hmm. and gives a fraction of that back to the professional licensing agency to do. It's a scam. It's a giant scheme and a scam. And I remember going in there and seeing that and going, what in the heck is this? Mm-hmm. And so what happens is the state mandates all of these rules and all of these things that the people who work in the professional licensing agency have to oversee but they don't allocate the resources to oversee the things that they're supposed to oversee. And what happens in agencies like that then is you have incredibly dedicated people who work their backsides off every single day Mm -hmm. for pennies on the dollar Mm -hmm. and they are tired and they are frustrated and they are forced to go above and beyond on a daily basis to do the work of sometimes four or five people. Okay. When Mike Pence was governor, he did a big announcement about, hey, we're going to a merit pay system because we're going to use the private sector principles to reward people who go above and beyond for the taxpayers of the state of Indiana. Sure. Do a good job. You'll be rewarded. And again, naive me. Oh, yes. Great. Okay. This is wonderful. When it came time for me as the director for the professional licensing agency to do evaluations of my employees, Mm -hmm. I had two workers. One was an older woman who was taking care of her aged mother, and the other was a, a mother with multiple kids, and they busted their backside to do this, Yeah, to do the work of four or five people in some cases. So it comes time for me to do the valuations and you're filling out the forms. And I couldn't wait to say these people have exceeded all expectations. They stay late. They come in early. They multitask. If anybody deserves the top level raise, Mm -hmm. it is these two people. Absolutely, without a doubt and without discussion. So I fill it out. I sign the form. I submit it, send it in. A couple days later, one of the uh, toadies who Mike Pence had appointed to be management over there at the professional licensing agency comes back to me and goes, you got to change these people's evaluations. Oh. So what do you mean I got to change these people's evaluations? You know something that I don't know? They yeah. didn't do a good so job? I, I see these people every day. Sure. And uh, is there something nefarious going on that right. I'm not aware of? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Well, then why would I change their evaluations? Yeah. Well, we've already spent the merit pool. Oh. 
I said, what do you mean you've spent the merit pool? I didn't even know there was a pool. Nobody, there was no in Mike Pence's announcement, there's a pool. And if so, who got the pool? Yeah. Because if the premise was to reward the state employees, the big announcement for Mike Pence, we're rewarding the best of the best mm-hmm. in state government. Mm-hmm. If you've already spent the pool, then who did better than these people did? And by the way, they really need the money yeah. because they're not here for the money mm-hmm. and they deserve it. Yeah. Well, it turned out, Casey, the top brass, the management people, oh. the upper risers, mm-hmm. they had given themselves exceeds oh. expectations. Okay. And, uh, well, they were making a lot more. So their percentage increase, mm-hmm. obviously, dollars-wise, would be a lot higher. And that is the moment, Casey, and shortly thereafter, I turned in my resignation and I walked away forever from state government. Because what Mike Pence did was he lied to the people of the state of Indiana. He wasn't rewarding the people who worked the hardest or worked the best. He didn't say anything about a pool in his big announcement. I remember he did a big video and it was, you know, the state workers, it's a new frontier. Mm -hmm. He was rewarding his friends. Yeah. And he was lying to the public. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't even know if Mike Pence knew there was a pool because that's how Mike Pence did things. He just said, make it happen. And he disseminated without any access to the details or knowledge of the details or fighting for the details. So I don't to this day know if Mike Pence even knows that there was a merit pool, but gosh darn it, the people he appointed sure did. Right. And you are the company you keep and you are the people you appoint. Mm -hmm. And those women got totally screwed. Did those women stay on after you left? Uh, They were there, I believe, at least six months later. I kind of lost, started losing track of Mm -hmm. those people because we're all, you know, these are people who had been there in the one woman's case, I think 20 plus years. She was a perf and a pension and Mm -hmm. everything else invested Mm -hmm. in there. So these are the sort of stories, Casey, that we're Mm -hmm. going to tell people that I've been waiting a long time to tell people because that broke my heart. And that day I said to myself, I cannot in good conscience stay here and screw these people over. So I chose to leave, and that was uh, just story number one of of story time. Such gaslighting to these poor people. They're doing a good job, they're working hard, and you're told, change their evaluation so we're not obligated to pay them more because we already use that money for other people. I mean, that that had to affect their mental health. I'm, I'm sure it did. Yeah. And they knew what had happened. Hmm. And that is not how it's supposed to work. So those are the sort of mm-hmm. stories we're going to tell. We got okay. a lot of them in the the vault. We'll bring them out at, at various times. It uh, it seems like uh, from the interaction here, I'm seeing on the various media sources that people are kind of enjoying those stories. And yeah. again, if that is untrue, if there really wasn't a merit pool, if uh, I wasn't told to change the people's evaluations, if uh, any of that didn't happen, if any of the people who were with Mike Pence at the time would like to refute that, we will gladly sure. give you the opportunity to come on here and, and do anything that we talk about uh, over the coming months on this show. All right. Well, thank you for sharing. It is 948. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.